0: Welcome to Dads with Daughters. In this show, we spotlight dads, resources, and more to help you be the best dad you can be.
1: Hey, everyone. This is Chris, and welcome back to the Dads with Daughters podcast. I am so excited to have you here today we are going to have a really interesting conversation with Justin Breen. He's the CEO of a PR firm called BR Epic Communications and has a book out that is called Epic Business and really talks a lot about some interesting mindsets. And we're going to talk about those mindsets with Justin about how we can start to build some of these mindsets into our own kids. So uh, Justin, thanks so much for being here today.
0: Really appreciate it, Chris. Thank you.
1: You know, I always start these episodes with an opportunity for us to be able to chat about a fatherhood because that's what it's, this is all about. And it's really important now. So when your sons were born, I want to turn back the clock and ask you a question about that. When you first found out that you were going to be a father to a son, what was your first reaction?
0: Well, I didn't find out until he came out of my wife. <laughs> we didn't know. Let me tell you, that's probably the very single number one happiest moment of my life. Absolutely wanted a boy. I obviously would have been happy if it was a girl too, but they pulled him out head first and they kept pulling him, kept pulling him, kept pulling <laughs> <laughs> and then i you know saw that it was boy and i yelled it's a boy like very it was like six in the morning and i was so i'm still have just smiling no one can see but i'm smiling ear to ear right now thinking about that that was the october 10th 2012 10 10 12 little little jacob michael breen we call him his name's jake but real name's jacob but yeah that was just a great Great day, great
1: day. Now I know that that your day to day work has you talking to people all over the world, working with many different types of people. You know, you're a busy guy, and you got a lot of things going on. But you're also oh. an engaged dad. How do you balance those things so that you can still maintain that engagement with your kids?
0: So one, even before COVID, I spent more time with my sons than any dad I've frankly, I've ever seen other than, you know, an employed or someone who has a business father. And I had lived by a simple rule. If I meet someone or there's a potential client and I figure and I see that they're going to cause problems or take valuable time away from my family, I just don't work with them. It's pretty simple. So I only work with people with an abundance mindset who aren't going to cause problems. And, uh, when you live with that and embrace that and preach that and, and all that, and it just attracts people like that and weeds out all the
1: nonsense. Now, you talk about abundance mindset. I want, what I want to do first, I think, before we even talk about your book and, and talk about that, but is can you define that for me? Define what you mean when you say abundance mindset, and especially for the parents that are listening today, give me a definition. So that they can better understand where we're going with this conversation.
0: So, you mentioned it earlier, but most of my day, Monday through Friday, is talking to people on a global level, super high level entrepreneurs who are leveraging COVID and any other thing that's going on as an opportunity to not only help their businesses, but help society in general. And so, most people in the world have a cost scarcity mindset where they're panicking or scaling back cutting costs and the tens of thousands of people in my network and myself personally it's the exact opposite of that it's investing heavily it's pivoting it's creating opportunities it's coming up with new technology it's developing new businesses it's preaching joy and enjoying your life and so i'll go into a room and talk like this to you know 20 people or 20 entrepreneurs and 18 of them will look at me like I'm crazy or an alien or whatever. And then those people just go away very quickly. And then what's left is the one or two people that are smiling ear to ear because they get it. Then those folks just introduce me to more people like that. it just grows and grows and grows. So I'm kind of like a magnet for abundance because my company is flourishing. My family's flourishing. The people in my network are flourishing. And abundance attracts abundance. I don't know if that's a definition, but that's just how my brain is. It's like uh, it actively repels people that that don't think like this, and then it actively magnetizes people that do.
1: So talk to me a little bit about how you are trying to teach this abundance mindset to your kids Mm -hmm. on a daily basis.
0: So Jake is seven. My little guy, Chase, just turned six. The conversations we're having now are what's the difference between a visionary and an implementer. I've never treated them like children. I never will. I just got off the phone with a guy in Canada who is starting a business. He was part of a $10 billion business, left that just to start a business that he is working. Like one of his first employees is his 13 and a half year old son. So they're going to work on it together about how fathers and sons can be closer together and how his son can teach the dad and the dad can teach the son about how people that age are learning and how they can get closer together. So my sons and I, we do not have typical father-son conversations. What my sons have figured out about me is they're like, oh, dad, all your friends are visionaries. And all Mom, my, my wife's a doctor and not an entrepreneur, which is thank God that she stabilizes me. But they're like, yeah, all of mommy's friends are implementers and integrators, which is fine. But so we have these very high level conversations. And I am fascinated by my sons, not only because they're very cool, but they have this really interesting mix of brains. They have my wife's photographic memory and her scientific background and her kindness and warmth and love. And then they have my wackadoo entrepreneurial fearless spirit. And it's a super interesting mix. The seven-year-old wants to be an entrepreneur and the six-year-old wants to be a paratrooper. So we watch rated R movies. There's no like childhood stuff. We're just like, I treat them like adults.
1: So if other parents are listening to this and they're saying, how do I start those conversations? If I've not started those in the past, or maybe I'm not an entrepreneur. But I like the concept about about this abundance mindset and the and the concept of being able to empower my kids to be able to do such. Where do they start? So one, you don't have to be an entrepreneur to have an abundance mindset.
0: That's one. I mean, I know a lot of super positive people that just have regular jobs. And that's great. You know, I grew up in the North Shore of Chicago. It's a fairly affluent area. And I grew up with parents coddling their kids, never teaching them how to learn from failure. And I actively saw how it destroyed families because when kids became teenagers or adults and they failed, they didn't know what to do. And it just destroyed them or led them into drugs or whatever it is. So I think a main thing is that when kids fail like that's great that's actually a great thing don't reward them with a participation trophy say hey what can you do to improve or what did you learn from this experience and and how you can get better i'm not tough on my kids per se we have a great time but it's also not like la de la de la either it's like real world experiences and i'm preparing them for if they want to be entrepreneurs great but more life skills and stuff.
1: And the answer to this question that I was going to ask you really might be there's no difference. But, you know, this is the dads with daughters podcast and you know we we are working to raise independent women that are going to be able to go out and be amazing uh-huh. uh, contributors to society today. Do you see any difference in how we work to engage this abundance mindset in talking to our sons versus talking to our daughters? You know, that's a really
0: interesting question. Almost half my clients are women. Women-owned businesses. So I don't see any difference there. If you have abundance mindset, if you're fearless, it doesn't matter what gender you are, in my opinion, based on my experience. There's a really interesting dilemma here. Again, I live in the North Shore of Chicago, and there's like my sons play little league baseball, or they were until COVID. And girls cannot at least here, aren't allowed, they have to play softball. And I thought that was really interesting why they couldn't just play baseball too. So there is a difference in terms of, at least in that case, what girls and boys, what sports they can be involved in. I guess if someone challenged that, they'd let them play. And I hope actually somebody does challenge that. but, But I have not seen much difference in terms of how parents treat their children, depending on their genders. And with my clients and the other people in my network that I hang out with all over the world, I have definitely not seen a difference. These entrepreneur, visionary, genius wackadoos, they're, they're all preparing sons and daughters for the real world.
1: Now, I know you talked about the importance of having meaningful conversations with your kids and, mm-hmm. and starting at an early age to be able to do that. Are there activities that might spur on some of those meaningful conversations things that might get our kids to be able to to start thinking about things in a little bit different way, especially if you don't know the right questions to ask at the beginning?
0: You know, a good activity is to actually listen to what your kids are saying. (laughs) Don't argue with them. Embrace their mindset and then have an open conversation. And then look at what your kids are doing and try to actively embrace it and be a part of it so my kids love pokemon cards for some reason i have no idea why but let me tell you something i have become an expert in pokemon cards and there's an adult (laughs) his name is lee his his nickname is leonhard he's on youtube he's got about a million followers on youtube he was uh, an attorney this guy cracks me up it's like the ultimate entrepreneur story he was an attorney gave that up to open up pokemon packs of cards on uh on youtube does pretty well with it too. And I have a Leonhart shirt and Leonhart coffee mug. My kids have Leonhart shirts as well. And I just, and to kind of tie it in with how my brain is, I'm like, guys, this guy created an entire business. He left a lucrative career as a lawyer to become a YouTube personality where he makes six figures. And so not only is it a fun kids activity, I actually enjoy it. And then it's also an entrepreneurial lesson as well.
1: As you're having these conversations with your own sons, uh, what are you learning from them?
0: Oh, my God. That's a really good question. I'm so proud of my kids because, and I mean this, like this is not a joke. They're already so much better human beings than I am, obviously, because they're half my wife, and my wife is by far a superior human. You talk about daughters being raised the right way. My in-laws did an amazing job with her, and- you know, I, I just uh, take the greatest joy in watching my kids' brains evolve and the conversations that we have. It really applies to everything in life. Like, that's my priority. Um, my company's done really well, but I don't care about revenue at all. Like, that just doesn't mean anything to me. My 10Xing in life is 10Xing network on a global level and then 10Xing, you know, experiences uh, with my family. And so that's when you have that foundation, then everything else is, you know, just revolves around that. So my kids and my wife—they're the center of my universe. And um, you know, I, I think it, a lot of that is because I, you know, I I know a lot of very, 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 very successful, you know, entrepreneurs that have run nine, ten-figure businesses. And I always ask them how their families are doing. And and with the ones that when they don't have families or they didn't spend any time with their families. And I'm 43 and usually those folks are older than me. I I would say always they're older than me. And you see, you just look look in their eyes. And I was a journalist for 20 years, so I'm really good at reading people. And you just see this profound sadness, no matter how much money you made, doesn't really mean anything. And so I take such joy in the conversations and the things I learned from my kids that all this other stuff is just gravy, really.
1: Now you mentioned the concept of 10xing mm-hmm. the experiences with your with your family. For someone that doesn't have a concept of that, or that someone that is hearing you say that and saying, Ooh, you know, I'd like to 10x my own life. Talk to me about that. Talk to me about how you've done that for yourself, but how someone else could start to make those pivots in their life to be able to 10x their own life with their family. I
0: had another good question. I, I like the the format of this interview because it's really good give and take, and um, get to really find out about people and then what really matters in life. So I appreciate these questions. A lot of the international entrepreneurial groups I'm in these are these are very high level people. Um, my only contention with a lot of these groups is, and then they're great groups. I love them. My only contention. The biggest one is that 10xing is about 10xing companies' revenue, and there's a couple things with that. One, revenue to me is a, a number driven simply by ego. If you're making, t- if your company has 10 million in revenue and your profit is fifty dollars, then that's okay. Here's fifty dollars. So my company's essentially all profit. So revenue doesn't mean anything to me. You know, you look at 10xing. It's about, you know. For me, again, it's 10 xing your experiences in life and truly enjoying the things that matter to you. And and I'm guessing most of the folks listening to this have families or are on the verge of having families. And again, that's really what it's all about is amplifying those experiences and, and taking every day and enjoying every day with your family. The freedom that owning a business has allowed me to do is... Have the freedom of time and relationships where uh, because the business is done well, I can essentially do whatever I want and make as much money as I want and then spend as much time with my family as I want to. And before I had a business, I wasn't making a lot of money. I didn't have a lot of free time. And that's the joy of having a business is that you can 10x all these things that have nothing to do with revenue. And I think, to somewhat answer your question, that 10xing doesn't really have to do with money if you don't want it to. It can be so much more than that.
1: And I'd argue that there's so many more important things than than revenue and money. I would agree with you and when i listened to you talking about 10xing i heard it more from the standpoint of you and the experience with your own family and and putting that much more into the relationships within your family within your with, with your kids with your wife and you know i wasn't even thinking about the 10xing the profit in your business or you know things like that i mean i think that that's great if you can do that i mean but not everybody that is going to be listening is going to be able to do that in their in their businesses too depending on where they're, they are in their business right uh, i think you can put 10x you can put 10x more into the things that you're doing or more you know into the efforts that you're making within your business if you if you're kind of on the lower end of the spectrum but but i think that you know as a father one of the things that I see is, I mean, I like the concept of 10Xing and saying, what can I do to up my game? That's kind of the way that I'm, I look at it is, you know, when I say it, it's not just, I'm just doing a little bit more, but what can I do to do vastly more to be able to impact the lives of my kids, impact the lives of my significant other, but also impact the relationships that we have so that's kind of the what i was pulling out of that but it but i I love the concept and that's why i thought i would ask you how you were doing that because because i think that sometimes dads struggle Uh figuring that out for themselves and trying to say i you know i'm working my tail off to try to bring home an extra 10 bucks or an extra 50 bucks or an extra 100 bucks and i've got a second job here or a third job because i'm trying to make ends meet yep and for that person 10xing is going to look very different than someone that is in a situation where they're comfortable yep so it's challenging because fatherhood is not easy but it's also so rewarding so that's interesting
0: fatherhood has always been very natural for me actually surprisingly easy like because one i'm like a child myself Uh, my wife always says she has three sons not two and his background so my father was 61 when I was born. He served in World War II and Korean War. And he'd be 104 if he was alive now. And he raised well, I don't want to say he raised because he died when I was 13, but he the way he was nurtured me and was with me is the same way I with my kids. He was just a loving, carefree, easygoing guy and uh, that's how I am with the, with my kids but because he died when i was 13 in the middle of 8th grade and you know that's a very difficult time for a boy or for a girl too of course but i think especially a boy about to go into high school and stuff and to lose your father if you're a boy i guess it would be similar to it losing a mom if you were a girl i would think and uh i always felt and still do that i was robbed of my own childhood and that type of opportunity to have a relationship with my father and even though that he and I are still very close in a spiritual way and I very very strongly feel that he's helped guide me in life and on my entrepreneurial journey but I know what it's like to not have a father and I'm very 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 animate that my kids are not gonna be denied of having a good dad it's just not it's not gonna happen and that's like literally in my blood it's in my fabric like I think when you lose a father at that age, especially, you're old enough to remember, but you're not old enough to really learn about life yet. So I have that foundation. And it's, um, it's in a weird way, it's really helped me become a better dad to my sons, because I just, I just know how much it hurts to not have a dad around. And I'm just not going to pass up on opportunities to be with my kids. I'm just not going to do that
1: so and I think that to be honest if you look at any research out there the same is the case with girls girls need fathers in their lives and girls that are raised without fathers in their lives are hugely impacted negatively right. in yep. so many negative ways so it is very important to have active engaged dads in the lives of their daughters just like what you said I think that it's very important on both sides boys need men in their lives to to be role models for them to show sure. them where they are but they also but girls need the same and they also need women in their lives to be able to to be role models for them too so so I, I definitely hear that and I'm sure that for you I mean being that you lost your your dad at a early age I'm sure there there had to have been other men that had that were in your life that helped you along the way that helped to almost be mentors for you as you became a father. Would you say that that's the case?
0: Uh, In a way, yes. So my father's last living brother, who now he's uh, no longer alive, but Uncle Stan, he became that type of figure for me where when I started my journalism career, I would send him and his wife my articles and he would look them over and give encouraging words. He met my wife before he died and he's like, Justin, she's a gem. Don't bleep this up that's how <laughs> the guy served in world war 2 you know isn't he? but he wasn't at my house all the time it's it's a different experience and obviously i see my kids every day now when i was traveling more before covid started or even if i was gone for a day or so like i was like oh man really miss the kids and even if you're gone a day or two you can see the the changes in their kit
1: and the kids so i just really like to be around them all the time moving forward, that's probably how it's going to be. So I mentioned at the beginning that you have a book out that talks about this abundance mindset, but tell me a little bit more about the book and what you're sharing with your readers.
0: Well, I appreciate you asking that. Well, the book's called Epic Business. It's a number one international bestseller in six countries and number one for entrepreneurship in the U.S. And it's really about life more than anything. I mean, the first chapter is prioritize family time over work time. So... I'll I'll just read you the first line in that paragraph is like, if you are someone who believes that family shouldn't come first, please put down the book. I can't help you. So that's it. I mean, if you don't, then it's this conversation's over. So, so that'd be a very quick read (laughs) one sentence, put the book down. But like I said, I spend most of my day talking to some of the world's best entrepreneurs and I'm like a sponge. I like being the dumbest person in the room. And these geniuses, they'll just, every now and then they'll say something and it'll be like a ping in my head. I'm like, oh, that's a good idea. That makes sense. And then that's what the book is, is 30 of those things. And then how I kind of integrated it into my company. And then this is why I have a successful global company in three years, just because this is what I believe in. And then it keeps, just keeps growing and growing. And so again, when you just talk to these people all day and you listen, and I've already started building a another list of things that I'll write another book on it eventually, because why not? I mean, I wrote this one in 43 days. It was pretty easy for me that it's not hard. So yeah, it's been really great because it's really helped a lot of people, not only entrepreneurs, but the cool, a really cool thing is that entrepreneurs and business owners have told me they've bought it for their employees because it's helped their employees think on a think on a global abundance mindset level, and then how to network and and really, you know, choose joy in their lives. So it's like, oh, that was an unexpected byproduct of this is that it's really good for employees as well.
1: Now, we always finish our interviews with what we like to call our fatherhood five, where I ask you five questions to delve deeper into you as a father. Are you ready?
0: Yes, I cannot wait for these questions.
1: In one word, what is fatherhood? Greatness. When was a time that you felt like you finally succeeded at being a dad? to your sons. I've always felt that. How would your kids describe you as a dad?
0: (laughs) Okay. So I'm laughing because the seven-year-old is obsessed with me right now. The six-year-old is very edible and really dislikes me right now. (laughs) And if I try to give my wife a kiss, that little guy will come in there and just cream me so <laughs> and he's the sweetest little boy they would describe me as an excellent silly father
1: now who inspires you to be a better dad
0: even though he's not alive my father
1: and finally what advice would you give to other dads be present great advice yeah i think that uh, you know it's short and sweet and to the point and, and you know, one of the things I always tell people is when your kids are young and as they're growing up, always get on the floor with them and do every, anything and everything that you can to be on their level. And that really goes with what you were saying, too, because I think, you know, you saying that you're talking to your kids like you would talk to mm-hmm. other people. You're encouraging them to think in different ways and to think as an adult would think in many ways, mm-hmm. too, and have those type of conversations early. Now, if people want to find out more about you, where should they go?
0: Again, I appreciate you asking that. I have over 40,000 followers on social media, including uh, more than 21,000 on LinkedIn. So Justin Breen on LinkedIn uh, is a good place to start. And then my company's name or website is brepicllc.com. That's B is in boy. R-E-P is in pony, I-C is in cobra, LLC.com, brepickllc.com.
1: We'll put links in the notes today. Justin, thanks so much for being here today. I really appreciate you sharing all that you're sharing. And, and we'll also put a link to the book in the notes so that people can find that too. And I wish you all the best.
0: Chris, I'm very thankful for this conversation. I really appreciate you asking me these questions.
1: If you've enjoyed today's episode of the Dads with Daughters podcast, we invite you to check out the Fatherhood Insider. The Fatherhood Insider is the essential resource for any dad that wants to be the best dad that he can be. We know that no child comes with an instruction manual, and most dads are figuring it out as they go along. And the Fatherhood Insider is full of resources and information that will up your game on fatherhood. Through our extensive course library, interactive forum, step by step roadmaps, and more, you will engage and learn with experts, but more importantly, dads like you. So check it out